Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be the laws of attraction. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who found out about my work after a five and a half year relationship of his ended, and he was actually the one that ended it because his needs weren't getting met. He says there was no sex happening, and he just basically said, screw this. That's when he came across my work. He read the book one time and then he went out, started applying it, met two women, hooked up with them relatively quickly. And he was like, this is great, but I don't really feel anything for them. He's like, something's missing. So he went back and read the book a second time and then he did the love letter exercise that I talk about in the book and also made the list of ideal qualities that he wants in a woman. And obviously if you've been watching me for a while, you've probably seen this pad that you can get on Amazon.com. It's made by a company called Knock Knock that you can use to make your ideal list of the quality qualities of the person that you want to attract into your life. And I go into detail. There's also a video that I did several years ago called, I believe it was called, if you Google Corey Wayne, how to attract the perfect woman, I take you through in a video how to make a list and what criteria you want to have in that. And so we're going to talk about things that are maybe a little bit out there. For those of you someday, because when this guy went through it, he's like, this is bullshit, but all right, I'll do it anyways. And so now he's, for the last four months, he's been dating this girl. It's like exactly like he put on his list. And there's a really great video that I saw. It's probably about 10, 12 years ago called The Power of Intention. This was actually a DVD. And uh, you can get it on Amazon.com. It's by Dr. Wayne Dyer. It's really good. And, and uh, he talks about just using thoughts, your emotions to intend things that you want. And at the time when this came out, this was like about 12 years ago, there was a movie called The Secret. You may, you probably have heard of it. There was a book, it was a bestseller, and they had a movie coming out. And the movie The Secret kind of gives you the impression that you can just sit in your house and zen out all day and a BMW will magically appear in your driveway. Well, that's not how it really works. The important thing is that you got to have emotions behind what you want, feelings behind it, like literally craving what you want. But then you got to take action, and that was that was the part that when I saw the secret that really seemed to be lacking is they didn't really place a big focus on taking action. And what it really does is get you aligned with that. And there's another really great audio series CD which you can download as an Audible book. It's by uh, Greg Braden called Learning to Speak the Lost Language of God. I listened to that probably 10, 12 years ago. And it was really fascinating because he, he studied different indigenous tribes and people that lived in like the Arizona area in ancient times and you know their descendants today and how they literally – it was just some – he's got some really interesting stories about how people he knew and he went out and did these meditations with and just really interesting things happened after the fact that we're totally aligned with what they were meditating about and it's kind of shit that makes the hair stand up in the back of your neck and so anyways i highly encourage you to either download those or purchase them on cd or, or dvd really really some great ones with those in mind so we're going to go through here and see how this guy used what i had taught influenced the type of woman he attracted so i have a quote that i wrote and then we're going to go through his email because I noticed in his email there's also just based on the fact that he's been dating this woman for four months I could tell something is off 
But what's interesting is that when you intend something for the universe, it's like the universe you know, has a, kind of has a sense of humor. But it always tends to bring us not necessarily exactly what we're looking for, but it's always exactly what we need. And and as I go through the email, you'll see that there's obviously some things that this woman that he's with that he's really happy with. And if you look at like where he was before with the previous girlfriend, he wasn't getting his meets net is met sexually and then what he says at the end of the email you can see what's great about this new one that he's attracted into his life and she is that he really has the opportunity with her to overcome these flaws that he's working on because it's like what I found in my own life is that everything happens happens for a reason the people that show up in your life it's like the reason why you think they're there is not why they're really there the things that are going on in your life right now that may be disconcerting to you it's not going to be maybe until five, ten years from now that you're going to be able to look back and go, oh, it made total sense. It was exactly what I needed at the time. And it's like even the reason why you're watching this video or why you, why you may have come to my website, when you look back on it years later, you're going to realize that the reason why you thought you were here was not really the reason why you were here. I'll let you stew on that one. So I'm going to go through this quote and I'll go through his email. And the quote says, the universe will conspire with you to provide exactly the right type of people and circumstances that you intend and focus on. People who feel like they don't have any choices with lovers, jobs, or their circumstances tend to take whatever shows up and settle for less than what they really want, assuming it's simply their lot in life. People who take personal responsibility for their lives and success believe that everything that happens to them in their lives, good and bad, is a result of their actions, thoughts, emotions, intentions, feelings, and focus. The universe also has a sense of humor and irony, but always with a higher purpose by sending you people and circumstances that will test your limits, patience, and resolve as well as helping you overcome your shortcomings and weaknesses. And I've always found this to be true as well. Like I, I wrote about a woman in my, my book that in my book that I, she was a beauty queen and she had a construction background. She had her GC license. She was a builder. She came from a family of builders. Very successful girl. Had her own TV show. And the thing that was interesting is that like she literally was like – and we talked about this when we were dating is that we were so aligned. Our goals, our values, our backgrounds, we had so many things in common. But like for her because she came from that a, a background where her mother was kind of ran the household and she was always in her masculine. And what was interesting is that when we talked, all the most of the guys that she dated because she was so in her masculine, even though she was – beautiful i mean she was fucking beauty queen and what happened was the guys that she tended to date and attract tended to be a little more feminine and how they operated and even though these guys were really wealthy i mean you see some of the things that i talk about in my book and we used to laugh about that but what was difficult and challenging about being with her is getting her to be in her feminine because she was so masculine. She would do it and she started acting like a playful girl but always took work and effort. And it kind of bothered me at the time how I'd like that one piece that was – that really bothered me. But when I look back on it today because this is like going back 14, 15 years ago, 
when we dated was that this was at the time I was still going through that process of really getting comfortable in my own skin, getting really comfortable in my own masculinity and being who I am. It's kind of like the Steve McQueen quote that I like to, I share all the time. I live for myself and I answer to nobody. That was something that I was going through in my life that I was struggling with in the in the business partnership that I had. I was really getting to a point where I was just tired of suppressing part of myself in order to be in that business relationship and kind of keep the peace between everybody. And it was not only was that was I starting to express that part of myself that I had literally suppressed my whole life, but it was also showing up in my friendships and obviously a woman that I attracted into my life at that particular time. But I didn't really get it at the time. It's obviously only you know years later that I was able to look back on that and go, oh, it was like she was exactly what I needed. Even though I was a bit disappointed that she was so masculine, what it really forced me to do was really be in my masculinity and be centered. And she helped me grow and become a better man because of that. And it was a gift because that helped me become better. And obviously, I'm a better teacher and a better coach because of it. So let's go through his email. He says, hey coach, I wanted to reach out and say thanks for all the work you've put out. I've been following your work for about five months now and it's worked wonders. I'm 28 and I make good money as an entrepreneur. About six or seven months ago, I broke up with my long-term girlfriend of five and a half years. The relationship was good, but I wasn't getting my needs fulfilled and I didn't want to spend the rest of my life in a sexless relationship. It's amazing how many people I talk to. Guys have been married for like 30 years and they haven't had sex 10, 15 years and people put up with that and they just, you know, the wife's all, I'm just not interested in that anymore and they just stick around and they suffer and they don't stand up for themselves and they just put up with it thinking, well, I guess this is what happens when you're married. I got to stay in it for the kids and you make yourself miserable in the process. And it's so amazing when I work with people like that. And you know, months later, they've either left the relationship or they've just and they've just completely moved on and started dating and hooking up with women 15, 20 years younger. They get in better shape. They take care of themselves. They change their wardrobe. They, I mean, it's like they just they're totally alive again, and it's just so cool. It's like talking to somebody that had like literally given up on life and had just given up hope that. Hey, this is my lot in life and things are just never going to get any better, that you help them. It's like they're a kid again. It's like they're a teenager all over again. It's like – and they look at the world with all the possibilities of who they can become and the kind of life and lifestyle that they can have whereas before it's like they felt totally trapped. And there's so many people in the world that are in those kinds of situations where they feel trapped and they have no choice. If you apply the things that are in my book, you will have total choice. He says, even though I broke it off with her, I felt like shit the next few months and wondered what went wrong in the relationship. Well, when you're with somebody for five and a half years, when you're with somebody that long, your whole identity becomes associated with being in that relationship. You wake up together. You go to sleep together. Obviously, in this case, you weren't sleeping. I mean, you were sleeping together, but you weren't having any sex. But it's like everything you do, your friends, what you do in your free time, it's like everything revolves around being with that other person. Then all of a sudden, one day, you make some changes and boom, they're gone from your life forever. And it's like it's difficult to get back to the person that you were before you met them. And that's why it's so important to focus on yourself, focus on your goals, 
focus on getting your own place again, focus on doing things for you that make you happy because so many people when they get into these situations, it's like who they were. It's like they they let all that stuff go. They let their friendships go. They let their hobbies go. It's like all the things that were really exciting to them that they were and all their hobbies and their interests, like they give up all that stuff thinking, well, this is what I need to do because now I'm in a relationship and all they end up doing is making themselves miserable. He says, that's what brought me to your book. It shed some light on things I was doing wrong. I lost myself in the relationship and I got complacent. Like exactly what I was saying. People sacrifice who they are because like, oh, okay, I got to give up my model train hobby or I got to give up windsurfing or kite surfing or I got to give up my ATV and my four-wheeling or my rock climbing that I'm involved in. So I can spend – because my girlfriend or my wife says that you know, so we can spend more time together. And then what happens is the guy jumps through his butt and he bends himself into a pretzel to become everything the woman says she wants because that's what you see on TV and movies all the time. You got to give up everything you are and to make the wife happy or the girlfriend happy and then you're no longer the same person she fell in love with and then she leaves you anyways or cheats on you or not tells you she's not in love with you anymore. It's like you always got to be that interesting person who had had unique goals, values, talents, interests, hobbies, things you do for fun. You, it, the idea is that you, you don't come together with somebody to complete them. You come together to share your completeness. And if you just chip away at all that stuff because it happens slowly over time. You give up this. You give up that. You give up the gym membership. It's you know it's just what's amazing is that I was reading a statistic a couple of weeks ago, and and it said that 25% of the guys in a relationship that are in relationships are all obese and overweight versus when they were single. It's like in other words, people just get fat and happy when they're in a relationship and they just let themselves go. I was basically only doing stuff for myself and was not courting her correctly. And after reading your book one time, I felt like I was ready to go into the field. I was successful with hanging out, having fun, and hooking up with two girls, but it was just as you said. It felt like glorified masturbation. I wasn't attracted to these girls and I felt like something was missing. You know, that's just another reason why I'm not a pickup artist. I'm not a guy that runs around getting phone numbers and banging a different girl every night. That just doesn't appeal to me. I did things like that when I was younger, when I was in my 20s. And there were plenty of women I dated and hooked up with who were fucking stunningly gorgeous, but it's like I fucking couldn't stand being around them because they were boring or they were dumber in a bag of hammers or we just we didn't have anything in common. It's like even though their bodies were beautiful, and the sex was enjoyable. It's just that there was something missing. And again, it's like, you know, it's like having having sex with somebody that you don't feel anything for. I mean, think about it. When it comes to your friendships, would you rather hang out with your best friend who you have a ton in common, and you laugh your asses off, or hang out with somebody that is just boring and you don't enjoy being around? I mean, you you're not going to spend time with Pete. It's like. Going up to random people, you know, say you just go and you walk around your downtown area and there's literally hundreds of people everywhere. Just walking up to one of them and say, hey, let's have a friendship. Let's be best friends. And you have nothing in common. You have no shared goals, no shared values, and you're just disinterested in what they have to say and vice versa. You're not going to want to hang out with people like that. And the same thing with people that you hang out. It's like the idea is like what I found in my own life 
is that you want to be physically drawn and sexually attracted to somebody really intensely but that's only a small part of the relationship and like for a guy like me who grew up who was starved for affection and attention and love and high quality relationships that's why the people the women that I date it's I got to feel something for them. I got to be in love with their soul, not just their physical body. Something I really enjoy hanging out with. Cuz it's such a richer experience and the memories are really fucking intense and the feelings are really intense. That's why I can look back on my life years later at all the experiences that I've had and women that I hooked up with and sometimes I've run into women I'm like I think I fucking hooked up with her about 15, 10, 15 years ago. And it's like, I don't remember their names. And I don't remember, and they look at me like, uh, versus somebody that I really had an intense relationship with. And you see each other and you hug and you, how you been? It's like, you really care. And it's like so much richer and the memories are much more intense. And you remember things about them as versus somebody that you just hooked up with and had a one night stand or you hooked up with two or three times and then you went your separate ways. I'm into quality. I'm not into quantity. You know, I I tried that. It's not for me. There's other guys that are like, I want to sleep with a hundred different women, and it's like a goal for them. And then they reach that goal, and I'm like, well, they're like, not really that big a deal. And then they're just starved, and they crave having a really good, high quality type of relationship with somebody that they care for and that cares about them. Because sex really is a small part of a relationship. So then I read your book again and figured out what I wasn't doing. I did not ask for what I wanted. Well, you get what you focus on in life and if you're not focusing on anything, you're just taking the shotgun approach and you just take whatever shows up. People who feel like they don't have any choices and they don't have any influence over their circumstances or the people that show up in their lives, it's like they're just hoping to get somebody. They're hoping to have that warm body. And it makes themselves miserable. And when you're with somebody that's just kind of a warm body, what's your motivation to go to the gym or eat healthy or take care of yourself? What's your motivation to move up and get a promotion at work? I mean, you're not excited about your life. You feel like you're stuck. You look around at the world. You look at famous people or really good-looking people. You go, well, they're lucky. I can't have that. I couldn't be that way. I couldn't have that great business I've always dreamed of. And it's like once you lose hope, it's like people, they just let themselves go. They don't try to go for the things that they want in life. And it's a really fast, quick conveyor belt right into the grave. It's like once you've lost hope, it's just – once that will to live is gone, it's just people think more thoughts of death and ending their lives or the end of their life than what can I do? What can I experience? What can I grow? What can I create? What can I make for myself? I thought that exercise where your list qualities that you want and don't want for your ideal women was bullshit but I did it anyway and what do you know? I meet some girl at a concert and I got her number. That's what happens. It's like when you're going to the concert, you weren't expecting to meet a girl there. You were excited about going to the concert. That's what I talk about loving your life and filling it up with circumstances and people that are exciting and compelling to you. Because it's in the process of like going to a concert to see a band you really love and you're excited about and you see this hot girl that's standing next to you and she's just as excited to be there. Isn't this great? This is fucking awesome. You're high-fiving each other and, and then you notice the attraction's really strong and you just start talking and oh, I got this album. I got that album. This is my third concert I've been to. 
it's really easy to talk to somebody about that because you're both excited to be there. You were friends sometimes that really love the band and they're there and she may be there with her girlfriends and it's like it just boom. It just happens and you weren't expecting it because you're living your life. You're not looking for somebody. You're open to it but you're living your life. It's like you you align yourself vibrationally and there's a great meditation I learned from Dr. Wayne Dyer. He did a CD, I think it's probably 20 years ago, called Meditations for Manifesting and it's called the Ah Meditation. And so what you do is you sit in a chair, someplace where you're comfortable, you're not going to be disturbed and you can make the ah sound without worrying about somebody hearing you. You can even have some really relaxing music in the background, maybe even like a soundtrack of just like waves crashing up in the beach or something like that. And what you do is you focus on what you want. And you, you, you start out by fo- moving energy from your root chakra down at your pelvic area up to your crown chakra, which is like the third eye right between your eyes here. And you just imagine yourself moving the energy and it going out into the world. And what you're sending out into the world is your intention. And you, th- you think thoughts and really strong emotions of craving such as, wouldn't it be nice if I really met the kind of awesome woman that I put on my list. And you think about what it would be like as you're meditating and you're making the sound and you're sending those emotions out there and contemplating what it's like when you meet that person and what it's like to be with them and what it's like to make love with them and what it's like to walk down the street holding hands together and laughing together, going to lunch together, going to dinner together, going on trips together, maybe even having a family together or getting married or what your wedding day is like and craving that and thinking about that and focusing on all the qualities that you want. And so you sit there as you're thinking these thoughts and you have strong emotions behind them and you make the sound of ah. It's just like this. It's ah. And you do that for, it's like you you breathe in through your nose and then slowly out through the mouth. Ah. And it's the sound of God. What's interesting is when you think about the creator, whether it's Allah, or God, or Buddha, or Krishna, or Ra, there's always that ah sound in there, no matter which way you look at the Creator. And so as you make that sound, and you focus on what you want, you breathe in through the nose, and then you slowly breathe out, and you make the sound, and you do it for about 15, 20 minutes. It's really, you're so chill when you're done with that, it's a great way to start the day. You spend 15, 20 minutes just meditating and focusing on what you want and sending that intention out there and then you forget about it. You don't have to think about it the rest of the day and you just live your life and it's just boom, just like this guy did here. He runs into some girl at a concert when he's having just a kick-ass time because when you're enjoying yourself, you're smiling, that's what's going to make yourself most attractive to members of the opposite sex because we all want to be around happy people that are having a good time. He said, it still feels effortless and we've been hanging out, hooking up and having fun ever since. Four months. I wait for a few days for her to reach out and then I set the next date. Now remember what this guy did in the past relationship. He didn't court and date his girlfriend but obviously there was a long period of time that he wasn't standing up for himself and what he wanted. We always have a good time on our dates and I never bring up any relationship talk. Well, if you've been dating somebody, we're not keep in mind he's only read the book twice. How many times you heard me say, 
read the book 10 to 15 times. There's a reason. It becomes instinctual. This guy read it once. He went out and he hooked up. He's like, this is great, but something's missing. Then he read it again. So he made, did the love letter exercise and he wrote his criteria, the pros and the cons down of what he wanted. And so he attracted somebody that was exactly like he wanted. But he's only read the book twice now. So he's got a knowledge gap. Remember, I say it in the book. I say it in my videos. Each time you go through it, you're like, God, how did I miss that? You're, as a, we're only going to retain 8 to 10% of what we read, hear, or see each time we go through it. And the book is the basic fundamentals and the principles. So I can already tell this guy doesn't understand the principles. And you'll see why in a second. I just focus on hanging out, having fun, and hooking up. Thank you for making me do that stupid list test list exercise the laws of attraction really fucking works i've now read your book three times but i've read the second half of your book six times well that's good but you need pickup skills dating skills relationship skills and you need to learn all of them instead of trying to cherry pick things in the book my only question is i sometimes get the urge to text her good morning or good night well personally i like spontaneity and i don't do good morning and good night text it's just whoever i happen to be dating when i'm in a relationship with it's just a spontaneous whenever i feel like it. and the only time i'm going to text a woman is if she's asked for if she said if she gets to a point you've been dating for a couple she's like how come i'm always the one texting you or how come i'm always the one calling you when that happens then you're going to randomly maybe once a week it doesn't need to be done more than once maybe twice at the most where you just surprise her with a text. Hey, I hope you're having a great day. Just want to let you know I'm thinking about you. But if the woman doesn't ask for it, then I wouldn't bring it up. And so well, keep in mind, this guy's been dating this woman for four months. And he's still not in a relationship with her. So something's off there. She should, If he'd have been following the book religiously and he would have read it 10 to 15 times, she'd be in love with him by the seventh week. Well, he's four months down the road and she's obviously not in love with him and she obviously still has not asked him to be in a relationship. So something is off there because he didn't follow the instructions. And so maybe it takes things going sideways with this relationship before he realizes, oh, wow, look at that. Maybe I really should have listened to that fucking guy. Every time he reads it, he learns more and it gets better. So why wouldn't you do more of what's helping your life get better? That's something to think about. I know you said the phone is only for setting dates, but even when it's come to this point in the relationship, what about a year or even five years down the road? I don't know where to draw the line. So what does that tell me? He feels the need to reach out and pursue more. I got to do more. But he's been with her for four months. So what that tells me, there are things that he's doing and saying when he's with her and I can't pinpoint what they are because he hasn't shared them as an email. I can just look at her actions and see the fact that she ain't in love with him yet and she should be. She should have been in love with him two months ago but she's not. So something is off there and that statement that he feels the urge to reach out even more when she still is not in love with him, that tells me in some way, shape or form he's showing up in that relationship and he's coming off as a little needy, a little over pursuing and there's some fundamentals that he's not doing properly because by now unless she's a total fruit, lop, fruit loop and a nut job. She should be in love with him by now. So for the guy that wrote the email, dude, you need to read the book 10 to 15 times. No fucking shortcuts. And if you want to ignore me, 
Well, you do it at your peril. But like I said, I can already tell you, four months, she's not in love. Something's wrong, dude. Something is off. There are no shortcuts to success. You have to learn the fundamentals. You have to learn the principles. It took me many decades to learn this stuff and systematize it, and it fucking works. Every time I read a really super awesome success story, the kind of success stories from What Would James Bond Do? You can Google Corey Wayne, What Would James Bond Do? Or Women Who Make It Easy? Those are really great success stories that I've read over the past couple of years that I can think of as we're sitting here doing this video and the guys read the book 10, 15, 20 times. They know it. It's instinctual. They don't have to think about it. And when you read it that much, you can just look at a woman and you can read her and you can tell what's going on. And right now, your sensory acuity is fucking way off, dude. So you better get your shit together or it's going to go sideways on you. It's predictable like the sun coming up. It's just the way it is. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.